Hey, everybody. Welcome to Seaside Storytime, a podcast where we dive deep into the stories of people living on the Cape, the magic that keeps us here, and the dynamic nature of the tides and towns. I am your host, Eden Allegretti. Hello. And today I'm talking with the wonderful Diane Hamilton, who is a joyful P-Town community member. I just, before we get started, want to do a very quick trigger warning for folks that may be listening to the conversation. We don't know what it's going to bring, but there may be some mentions of PTSD and sexual abuse. So if that's something that you feel like you can't handle, feel free to check back in at the next podcast episode. We totally understand. Thanks for listening in. Diane, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. So great to be here. Thank you so much. Oh, Very grateful. <laughs> yeah, I'm super happy to be talking to you. Um, Thank I'm you. really excited for this conversation. <laughs> We've been rescheduling many times through the holidays, a peek behind the curtain here. Um, so this is kismet that we are finally yes, sitting in a room. Perfect, Diane, um, I'm wondering, can yes. you introduce yourself for the folks listening in and just tell them a little bit about who you are? Oh, I'm having such a wonderful time living my life here in <laughs> Provincetown. Yes. And actually everywhere I lived, uh, I've always enjoyed it. Um, I'm... Uh, Oh golly! I'm well. I'm a, I've really utilized the creative community here a lot. Uh, I've sung in the Outer Cape Chorale uh, for ten years. I've been a part of the theater scene. Uh, I have. Uh, I'm a part of the yoga scene. I, I actually teach laughter yoga, <laughs> 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 and. Um, uh, I've just enjoyed nature here and, you know, all the various uh, community uh, groups here. Uh, the fine, I just thought of the Fine Arts Work Center. I did, I've done many classes and courses there. I'm a writer. Right now, I consider myself a writer, a performer. I'm working on a one-woman show. Amazing. And I'm writing a memoir, and then I'm... From the memoir, I'm going to create the one woman show, and I'm actually creating it, and it's going to be very alternative. The performance. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have the audience participate as much as they want to. That's wonderful. So that's really great. So it's it, I've had a wonderful journey my whole life, growing up in Pittsburgh, then moving to Philly, and dancing there and uh, Pittsburgh. I was all. I've always been an actor and mm. performer. I started performing as a young kid and uh, inviting the neighborhood, putting up a clothesline. Amazing. Uh, and, a, a, and a sheet for the curtain. And, <laughs> uh, you know, the farmer's wife. That was, a, that was the first play I ever directed and performed in. And I was the farmer and had of a course. wife. And, yes. uh, and And I uh, was going to... Uh, uh, and we performed it in my backyard in Pittsburgh <laughs> when I was like one digit, I think nine, ten, something <laughs> like that. So I always was a performer. Yeah, yeah. And uh, always have loved acting, acted here. I uh, moved to Philly, then I moved to New York City, mm. and and I've had uh, many created many theaters. I created the Lesbian Feminist Theater 
in Philadelphia, yeah. and we went on tour of the United States. And then I created a, a, a theater, fem, lesbian feminist theater in New York. Here I work with the Provincetown Theater. Yes. And anyone else who will have me. <laughs> <laughs> so as you all can tell that are listening in, Diane has led... <laughs> Every life imaginable <laughs> that you can think of. That's why I think you are so iconic because you truly, I could say one thing and you could have 98 stories about it. I think that is amazing. Um, so there's definitely a lot that has kind of trickled into bringing you out here. But I'm wondering, how did you end up on the Outer Cape? What's your story about ending up out here? Well, I came here in the late 60s. How was that? With a boyfriend. Okay, Diane. From Philadelphia. <laughs> and I really liked it. I, no I noticed it. And I had a lot of fun. And um, that was, where did I know him? I knew him in Philadelphia. And that ended. And then I came to the, uh, in the 70s. I came to to participate in the women's liberation movement. Wow. In, the, in Philadelphia in the 70s. Mm. And that's really when I discovered a lot about myself, although I keep on discovering about myself. Don't we all? Day. Don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> and um, came out as a lesbian, became a feminist, and, uh, and that was truly, truly uh, life-affirming for me. Mm. Um, <laughs> In fact, I came out on TV because I was in a demonstration for lesbian and gay people, and she asked me if I was a lesbian, and it was sort of new to me, and it was, <laughs> and I said, yes, I'm a lesbian, and I had to drive 45 minutes to my family's home Wow! and tell them before they saw the, if in case they were watching TV and saw the right. program, I said, I want to tell you something. And, you know, I came out as a lesbian to my family then. That is amazing. <laughs> it was a mixed review. Yeah. <laughs> but it's okay. Mm. It, it all worked out. Yeah. But I came here in the early 90s with my then uh, partner and girlfriend. Yeah. And, um, and then I would come up. I would be coming up from New York. And, and I participated in the early 90s. I'd come up for six months. And uh, I did Hot L Baltimore way back when, um, and uh, with the Province on Theater. So I've been with the Province on Theater quite a long time. That's and, amazing. Yeah, and now I'm I'm um, I'm uh, we have the Province on Theater. We have a Province on Playwrights Lab. Yes, and I've been coordinator of that, and yeah. we meet every uh, twice a month, and anyone can show up with a play or an idea for a play. Yeah. I don't know. I it's life can be. I don't. Everywhere I've gone, I've truly loved it. And this is such a beautiful. I'm very grateful to be here. There's nat the nature. Just um, I love the beach forest. It's yes. my. <laughs> yeah. You know, our first condo was was across the beach forest. That's amazing. So I walked there, and you know, when I went into the beach forest, usually this is, what, is when I was alone, I would say, okay, first of all, I'd invite all the people who have passed on my family mm. to come with me. And then I would say, okay, I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna leave what, what I'm 
you know, troubles or whatever I'm work, working on here. And I really just came out of the beech forest and I left it there. Yeah. And it really made a difference. Yeah. Those trees are truly magical. <laughs> I think they hold something out there. I'm sacred. Yes. That's yeah. <laughs> a sacred place. And you talked about coming here first, correct me if I'm wrong, in the 60s, right? That was your first. Yeah, the late 60s. Yeah. What was your first memory of Provincetown like, and how does it compare to now? Well, there were a lot of artists uh, 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 out on the street mm. um, creating portraits of people. Yeah. And it also no- noticed a, a bit of the gay life. And uh, although I, I don't know, I just sort of, you know, hey, there's some gay people here. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's lesbians, too. <laughs> and um, that's one thing I noticed. But mm-hmm. I did notice the, the art- artists in the street. Yeah. We weren't here very long. I don't even know whether we stayed here, but that was my that was my introduction. Thank you. That's amazing. Dawn. <laughs> what brought you back out here then after that first time? Well, um, when I got together with my former girlfriend way back in '87, we would come up here, yeah, and stay uh, for a week, yeah. And just loved it. Everything about nature, the people. I just, you know, all the celebrations that we have here, uh, celebrating different kinds of people. I went to the Jamaican, the first, I think it was their first Jamaican um, yearly celebration at, uh, at the Ball Relief last year. And that was so wonderful. I'm looking forward to this, <laughs> next, <laughs> this coming year. But there's so many ways to celebrate here. I don't know. I think mm-hmm. it's a, it's a very, it can be. I mean, I've had my years that I struggled when I left my partner, and they were very sad. Yeah. But um, I teach laughter yoga. So <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I've I uh, we get through the you know pan the pandemic, that mm-hmm. was tough. Yeah. And um, I had it twice, so but I'm fine. You know? Yeah, I don't know. I think this place lends itself to healing. Yeah, and real deep healing. Mm. And uh, I've utilized uh, many of the groups here, uh, helping our women. The library has been very important. I had the Writer's Voice Cafe there for many, seven years. Um, the uh, Fine Arts Work Center, the soup kitchen I'm going to after this. <laughs> I love the soup kitchen. And for you who are vegetarian and gluten-free, yes, they have that too. Amazing. As well as the, all the meat, chicken, and fish. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's such a... A diverse community of people who eat there. Mm-hmm. It's really wonderful. I mean, all the things. And then we've, we've got the Saturday lunch there. And then in Wellfleet, they have a dinner. That they, All of these are free. Yeah, and I think this points to something that I love about you, Diane, which is just your 
contagious joy <laughs> and your spirit of gratitude for everything. I mean, even just oh. how you talk about the soup kitchen inspires me. I'm like, I need to get to the soup kitchen. So I would love to hear what in life and your daily practices help you maintain that spirit of celebration and joy. And you talk about deep healing on the Outer Cape. Is there anything about this area specifically that has helped you with your spirit of celebration and joy that I think is so particular to who you are as a person? I have really utilized um, many groups here. Uh, I remember when Gosnell was here, and that's when I realized that I had PTSD. Mm. And I went there and worked on the PTSD, and I'm still working on the P. I'll probably be working on the PTSD. Forever, yeah. Uh, I had panic attacks, Mm. and they started, I had them for 20 years, and I still have minor ones. Yeah. But um, I had panic attacks, and so I got help for my panic attacks, and I've almost don't have them. <laughs> I have a little ones little ones in my throat now. Yeah. And I say, oh, that's a pa-. And if anyone's close to me, whether I know them or not, I say, oh, I'm having a panic attack. And <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I just need to tell someone. We need to say hello to it. <laughs> yes. But um, that's why I got, that's how I got into yoga, because mm. I was having panic attacks. So right. Now I forget what the question was. Your spirit of celebration oh, and joy yes. and how you maintain that. I know. I, I was afraid to go to sleep because I had panic attacks in the middle of the night. Mm. So I decided to become a yoga teacher, and that's how I came to yoga. And I'm certified as a Hatha yoga teacher, as a chakra teacher, yeah. and as a laughter yoga teacher. Which is incredible. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Laughing comes to me pretty easily now. Yeah, and yeah. it clearly is a form of medicine for you. Oh, yes. I mean, laughing when one... I mean, I remember uh, I've taught laughter yoga up and down the Cape to a lot of COAs and groups. And I remember one guy coming and he says, I'm not going to laugh. I'm not going to laugh, you know. <laughs> and I was fine with that. He didn't need to laugh. Right. He was laughing so hard by the end of the of session. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, I can't. Laughter is very contagious. It is. I'm laughing more <laughs> in this past hour than I have <laughs> in so long. Ho, ho, ha, ha, ha. Oh, 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 oh. We do that chant all the way through, but it's it's really a combination of it depends on what group I'm teaching. I've yeah. taught privately in people's homes, but if it's more if they're more yoga oriented, I could do some cat cow or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, it's it's it really and then I always end with meditations on uh, who we are and and thoughtfulness and. It depends on the group, really. Yeah, but um, of course. I've, uh, I think I'm a joyous person inside. You're right. You started with that. And I just, and then I find joy wherever I go. I yeah. find, uh, this is a very creative place. I'm speaking for myself. And I really utilized and um, Provincetown and all its beauty and, the whales are very important to me. Yes. 
Elephants and whales, all the big mammals. Me I don't too. know what it is. They're my favorite. <laughs> They're gentle beasts. They are. Yeah. But I think um, one of the things you're talking about, and this may take me a minute to put into words, because it's something that I think I am thinking about a lot as a 24-year-old, for everyone listening, and just living in this moment in my life. But, And I think everyone you know, is moving through this all the time. But... You talk about being a joyful person, but you also talk about immense resilience in the face of a lot of things that may not look joyful. I think balancing those two pieces, and everyone goes through that, right? I consider myself someone who experiences a lot of joy, but I have to really search for it sometimes. How do you, in the midst of maybe moving through things that don't feel joyful, how do you find that spirit again and it might be practices it might just be thoughts that you have to find or maybe it's your walks in the beach forest but I just want to hear what you think because I am very curious well I've worked very hard on myself yeah since I found out that I was sexually abused in my family uh and then I had a domestic abuse uh I was actually homeless for a few weeks in mm. Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, and I had to really, hey, I have to look at this. And I started working with people, and I've done everything, you know. And then that led me to uh, the panic attacks, led me to yoga. Yeah. Um, and I guess I'm basically a person who really loves life yeah so uh with that combination i just got a lot of help i'm still getting help yeah and support so i have really utilized the support here in provincetown and everywhere i go Mm -hmm. and i think theater and being an actor has helped me a lot being a creative person writing my memoirs right I'm writing everything, everything that happened to me. Yeah. And I I showed up at my memoirs and wrote something. Uh, you know, I read something. I uh, read about my, my brother's dying in Philadelphia where we were all in his private room. And and it, it, um, it was a very sad time. He mm. was very young and um, Philadelphia. And... Uh, I was very happy that I could put it down on paper and yeah. have people move by it. I really do love life, and I always have, and I guess that's the theme. I've loved where I've lived. I've loved who I've lived with, and I've loved what I what I've engaged in, whether it's theater or dance or singing or yeah. or just being with people at the soup kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the soup kitchen coming back. I love it. You know, the theater has been a great source of inspiration for me. Yeah. We, we have the 24-hour plays coming up coming the up. first weekend in March. Yes. And I'm in a play. Called Neighbors now. Amazing. Can I bring that up? Please. Yeah, oh. please. Well, it, it's a perfect partnership of uh, my politics and my 
my artistic endeavors, Mm -hmm. and it's called Neighbors, and it's getting along with people, and it it speaks to racism and semitism and anti-semitism, of course, and anti-racism and the Wampanoag uh, experience here, which yeah, which I which is really when you think about it, devastating. Yes. Because there were 67 communities of Wampanoag people here that lived Mm. up and down the Cape. Yeah. And they were all moved, well, they chose Mashpee, but that's, you know, where I'm sure they live all through the Cape, but at this point, I hope, and... But can you imagine relegating them to one, you know, one area? You just, uh, I, I just, I, I don't understand war or taking over people's homes and mm. com- communities. And I'm so, I mean, this is a rich community. We have the Hispanic community, the Jamaican community. We have people from Eastern Europe staying here, living yeah. here, and you know. Um, and I realize, as a, a white woman, that I have a lot of privilege. Mm-hmm. I, 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 we did a lot of work at the racial justice group in the UU when I was there, and I learned about the privilege I have as a white woman mm-hmm. walking into a store. I understand that. So being with, being, I play Helen in the neighbors. It's really wonderful. It's very much appreciated. We performed after the Martin Luther King Silent March in Wellfleet yeah. at Prez Hall, and um, how 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 much better could that be? It's such yeah. a wonderful partnership. Yeah, and I feel I have a partnership with the community here. I I definitely with, believe so. <laughs> I'm I'm a partner with all of you. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, and I think you're talking about something that I see as a through line in all of the stories that we've shared with each other, which is finding resilience and almost meaning in your art. And mm. you've shared with me a lot about your theater work, specifically feminist and lesbian theater, which I think is so incredible. I'm wondering, can you talk a little bit about what inspired you to start generating feminist theater and what continues to inspire you in creating it today? Well, that's why I love Womancraft so much. I, I do, too. I recently read uh, my memoir there. Um, they had the Friday nights. And, um, yeah. and I also want to participate in the protests that they generate. Michelle's wonderful. And mm-hmm. I, they're all, everyone there is wonderful. Uh, feminist, I was in Philadelphia. Uh, I was a feminist. I was still with my then uh, boyfriend. And uh, I started, and I started, you know what, we started looking at language and how language is sexist Mm. and how it's always about he, he. And I remember going to friends and saying, look at the language and how sexist it is and how it... And they were just, they were just, they weren't as on board as I was. Mm. So I really, then I, we, we had a, then things started happening. We had a women's movement. We had a, we had a, we had our own um, 
meeting place. We had Alexandria Bookstore in Philadelphia. There was Telewoman, which had been uh, it's a, 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 it was a monthly newsletter. And I started reading all the feminist literature yeah. and going to the protests. And that, what more can you want than you become a feminist? I consider myself a radical feminist. And then I thought theater. Oh, I was in theater in Philadelphia. Yeah. And I thought, I've got to create feminist theater. And it just, one thing led to another. It just seemed to be a natural progression. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, and to travel the United States, you know, at that time, there were hundreds of women's bookstores. Yeah. So it was Rights of Women, Rights, Mm R-I-T-E-S. We did street theater. We did theater, you know, we did theater anywhere we could go. We had workshops. Yeah. And um, they all spoke to what women have dealt with all our lives, the violence in our lives. The you know so we decided to go on a tour and we went on a month you know it was many month tour we went across the United States utilizing the women's bookstores and we did workshops and ended up in Portland Oregon. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It was truly a wonderful experience. And I think it's also really interesting because you're talking about the huge amount of women's bookstores. And now we're looking at our country and saying, okay, where have they all gone, right? Which is why I feel so grateful that we have women crafts in town. You talk a lot about being inspired by community and groups and networks in towns and the places you've lived. What do you think is the importance of having a creative home for you? Well, if it's not there, I'll make it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but I I can't help but be creative. But um, Provincetown really reeks of creativity. Yes. <laughs> Everywhere, right? I mean, the artists, the visual arts, the 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 literary scene mm. uh, the theater right uh, i remember uh what was the name that they were doing theater about witches and in in in, in oh God, amazing I, I mean i forget the name of the group i know people will know uh they'll let us know after this yes i know it's just i th- think if you come here with the idea that with with an openness mm. you will find your who you can be with and be and do things with yeah. i mean i found the yoga community i found the political community yeah uh indivisible outer cape yeah. uh i've i've i found i just i i <sighs> I find people. You do. (laughs) You also, you talk about this openness, and I know we're nearing the end of time, but I have so many more questions for you, so I'll have to sit down and again. But with that openness, I think you can also find who you can be, along with all of the people you can do things with and the groups, and but just who you can be, right? And I think, for me, that is the magic of the Outer Cape and of Provincetown. But for you, what is the magic that carries on today from when you first came to Provincetown? Discovering. 
discovering yeah. who I am, discovering that there's something new that I discover every time I go into the beach forest. There's, uh, I think the magic is, magic is afoot. You know, as they said back in the women's liberation movement, you know, magic is afoot here in Provincetown and everywhere one goes. Yeah, that's perfect. And I think that is the perfect place for us to wrap up this conversation, Diane. Thank you so much for sitting down with me today and chatting about your resilience in art, community building, the play you're in, neighbors. Shout out to that. Mm -hmm. And discovery. I think that's the word of the conversation today. So thank you so much. I'm looking forward to talking with you again. And I'll see you on Commercial Street. Thank you, Eden. (laughs) And thank you, Matt. (laughs) Bye. Bye, Bye, everybody.